Perik Tess, Mishnah Bays. The halachi is that if we have, let's say, a courtyard that's enclosed on three sides with valid partitions, well, then that is a biblical Rishos HaYachid, and therefore there should be no problem to carry within that domain on Shabbos. However, the Rabbanon said that if the private domain in question is open on one side to an area to which it would be forbidden to carry from the private domain, let's say if a courtyard that's open on one side to the street, the public domain, the Rishos Rabim. And by the word open here, we don't mean that there's a, a door that opens there. We mean there's no valid mechitza on that side. Then the halacha is it's forbidden to carry within the courtyard. In addition, if we have, let's say, two courtyards open to each other, there's no valid mechitza between them. Even if the courtyards individually made erevin, but they didn't make an erev with each other, and Allah has not only made the people in each courtyard not carry to the other courtyard, they may not even carry within their own courtyards. Bearing these rules in mind, let's begin the Mishnah's first case, which is we have Gag Gadol Samach Lekatan. We have two rooftops adjoining each other, so meaning you have one house that abuts another, that touches the other one, and these are flat roofs, but one of the buildings is wider than the other, so that if we were to look from a bird's eye, it would kind of look like a T. The smaller one forming the shape of the leg of the T, and the larger rooftop, a little wider, you know, jutting on either side, would form the top you know, roof portion of the T. And so what we have is two Rishuyos HaYachid that adjoin each other. Each rooftop is a Rishos HaYachid, even though you don't see any walls surrounding them because of the principle of good asik which allows us to imagine the walls of the building of the house as if they continue upwards to the sky. And so following through with that, if you're standing on this small rooftop, you look uh, to either side, let's say the uh, the wider building is to its north. So you look to the west, to the east, through your halacha glasses, you see walls there. You see the, the walls of the house continuing upwards. And if you look Behind you, to the south, you see another wall. It says, three imaginary walls. The countless mechitzas in halacha. So it's a rishos hayachet. And the same thing from the vantage point of the person standing on the wider rooftop, if he's facing south, facing where the uh, smaller building adjoins. If he looks behind himself, he sees an imaginary mechitza. And same when he looks to the west, to the east. In addition, the person standing on the wider rooftop can see partial imaginary partitions ahead of himself, namely the portions of wall that jut out and where it gets wider than the smaller adjoining building. There are partial imaginary mechitzas there, of course in the middle, in the section that's shared between the more narrow and this wider building, there's no imaginary mechitza there. The more narrow building is right up flush against the, the bigger one, but uh, off to the right and the left of uh, where the, the two buildings join, the person standing on the wider rooftop with his halachic glasses on sees partial mechitzos to the right of the smaller building and to its left. So open in the middle, the case is that that opening, the section of rooftop that is shared where the smaller building is flush up against the larger building is 10 amos or less. Furthermore, the case is the people of each building did not join together in Erev. And so there's no question that it's not permitted for the people of either building to go up in the roof and carry something you know, from the house, certainly. 
up on the roof and then to the other rooftop. The question is whether either group is able to carry on their own rooftop. The Mishnah says, Hagadol Mutter. The people living in the larger, wider building may carry on their rooftop. Whereas, Ve'akotan Oser. The people of this smaller, the more narrow building may not carry even on their own rooftop. Even though, as we explained, based on the principle of Gud Asik, their rooftop is enclosed by three partitions, which is good enough to confer it with the status of Rosh So biblically, there should be no issue for them to carry on their rooftop. Yet they may not carry on their rooftop because, going with our example, looking to the north, looking towards where the wider building is, they can see no even imaginary partition whatsoever. For, of course, the sections that jut out from the larger building, that yes, we can imagine those shooting upwards, but those don't enclose at all the smaller rooftop, so those who can't count towards any kind of partition on that the fourth side for the smaller rooftop. Therefore, it's a case in which the Rosh of the smaller rooftop is completely open on one side to a different Rosh that it cannot carry into. This implicates the rule that in such a case we say, sorry, the people of that domain that's open to that other domain they can't carry into, can't even carry in their own domain. They can't carry on their smaller rooftop. However... The people of the larger building may carry on their rooftop. Based on what we've explained above, even that the fourth side that faces the other building is only partially open to the other building. It's partially enclosed. And the part that's open where there's no mechitza is ten amors or less. Therefore, we may regard that open section as an entranceway, but that uh, as a whole, there is a valid halachic partition even on this side facing the smaller building, and that's because, based on Gurasik that allows us to imagine the walls of the building as stretching upwards, even that fourth side of the larger rooftop is partially enclosed. It's partially open, but being partially open, within the ten amos or less, doesn't undermine the mechitz as a whole. Therefore, not a problem for the people of the larger rooftop to carry on their rooftop. Which continues with a similar case. In this case, we have Chatzor Gedola Shinifritza Two adjoining courtyards, one wider than the other. Originally, there was a wall, a valid partition, completely dividing the courtyards. But then the wall collapsed, such that from the perspective of the smaller courtyard, there is no amount of wall whatsoever that encloses them on that fourth side from the neighboring courtyard. But if you look from the larger courtyard, the portions of a wall that jut out at either side do partially enclose them from the smaller courtyard. And again, the entire breach is 10 almost or less. And of course, the case is that the courtyards do not make an Arab with each other, just for their own Arab in. Stalacha here too is. The larger courtyard may carry in their courtyard, but the people of the smaller one may not carry in their courtyard. For as far as they're concerned, their courtyard is completely open. There's no valid partition whatsoever between them and the larger courtyard. But the people of the larger courtyard can carry in their courtyard. For able to view that breach in the partition, in the wall that used to go all the way across as the entranceway of the larger courtyard, so that the larger courtyard is not open without a valid mechitza to the other courtyard. The mission now discusses Here we have a courtyard that was breached in a way that on one side 
it's completely open to the Rishus of Rabbim. There's no valid partition standing on a side that faces the public domain, and obviously it's forbidden to carry from the courtyard to the public domain. And so clearly this implicates the rule we've been discussing. The people of this courtyard, even if they made an error, will not be allowed to carry it in their courtyard because uh, their courtyard is completely open on one side. There's no mechitz on one side to a domain that they may not carry into on Shabbos. So that much is clear, but what is the status exactly of the place where the wall once stood? Seemingly, you know, that's a part of the private domain, part of the uh, courtyard, and so has the halachic status of Rosh Hashayachid, albeit that you can't carry even within this Rosh Hashayachid because of the rabbinic rule against that. But the Mishnah says, no, hamachnis misochal Rosh Hashayachid a person were to carry from the place where the wall once stood into, let's say, a completely different, you know, clear-cut Rosh Hashayachet, something that definitely is private domain, or vice versa, he carried from some other house and placed the object on the spot where the fourth wall of this courtyard once stood, that person would be biblically liable for committing the Melech of Hotzah. But this Tana argues that the place where the wall of this courtyard once stood now has the status of Rishos HaRabim. Because this Tana argues, in practice, the thoroughfare of the Rishos HaRabim is going to spill over, is now going to walk even on the place where the wall once was. Because of that, the place where the wall once was becomes Rishos HaRabim. Therefore, if somebody carries between there and an actual Rishos HaYachid, will be biblically liable for violating the Melach of Otsah for carrying between a biblical Rosh Hashanah and a biblical Rosh Hashanah Divrei Rebbe Eliezer. These are the words of Rebbe Eliezer. However, v'chachamim omrim, chum say it's not true. The chum argue, we all agree, that if one were to carry misochah the Rosh Hashanah or Rosh Hashanah from within this courtyard to the Rosh Hashanah or vice versa, that's potter. That he wouldn't be biblically liable, mipneshahi kakarmelis. Because based on the fact that the courtyard is completely open on one side, the Rosh Hashanah it loses its status of Rosh Hashanah It's now a little bit closer to Rosh Hashanah It's not an actual Rosh Hashanah but it's a little bit closer to Rosh Hashanah It's going to be in between Rosh Hashanah and Rosh Hashanah It's called a Carmelis. It's where it kind of doesn't fit into either category. So the Rabban said, you know, practice, we have to be strict, treat it with the stringencies of both. But the first point to realize here is, because it's not actually a Rosh Hashanah on the biblical level, carrying between it, the courtyard, and the Rosh Hashanah would not result in a biblical violation. Now, we understand the Chacham's point that the courtyard is not Rosh Hashanah, but the other point included in their words is that uh, you could ask, why doesn't it become a Rosh Hashanah? I mean, why don't you say that now that the walls are not existent, now everybody's going to come flocking in there. The traffic's going to flow right into the courtyard. Therefore, the whole thing should become engulfed in the Rosh Hashanah And maybe now the whole thing should become Rosh Hashanah The Hummer pointing out, it's not going to become that either. Why is that? Because even if the odd person might end up spilling over in there, it's not going to have the same kind of foot traffic as the main street, for it's just not so convenient to going to this you know, partially enclosed area. It's not really part of the thoroughfare. The Chum are arguing to Rebbe Yezer, but by the same token, we should not regard the place where the wall once was as actual Rosh Hashanah. For even if there's the odd spillover there, 
from the thoroughfare. It's still not within the primary place of the thoroughfare. It's not like a place where the traffic will naturally flow. And so the Chum say, no, it's not going to become Rosh Hashanah And therefore, if someone were to carry from some you know, clear-cut Rosh Hashanah onto the place where the wall of his courtyard once was, that would not be a biblical violation, as Rabbi Ezra was saying. Rather, it would be a rabbinic violation of carrying from Rosh Hashanah to Carmelis.